Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. I'm Meg. I'm Alyssa. And for this week, we have the amazing guest, Ben Fiddler. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. <laughs> he was so good. He had an alien story. He freaking went to Gettysburg College. Oh yeah. man. One of the most haunted places in the world. And he got to spend, I don't know, he all was of doing his hangovers, hangovers there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. One of the things that happened in this that we just can't get over is while we were talking, through the story, he casually mentioned this huge other story that he has. So this is yeah. just part one. And then next week, we're going to have a part two with a completely different bonker story. Yeah. First two parter ever. I'm so excited. It's gonna be we crazy. are just so pumped for you to listen because Ben mm-hmm. is super fun to talk to. His stories mm-hmm. are great. I don't know about you, Meg, but I met him at a storytelling show we were both on. So I no, he's a great storyteller. He's a great storyteller, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was blown away by what he shared. Uh, so creepy. So good. If you're a fan of aliens, if you're, again, we're really just, these episodes have just been bringing you everything. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> aliens, ghosts, There's people who are lucky. True There's crime. like civil war history. Yeah, it's got it all. Yeah, so stay tuned. <laughs> enjoy the episode. Listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Real Chills. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Meg. And we're really excited. Our guest this week is Ben Fiddler. He is an artist, a comedian, and a storyteller based out of Philly. You know him. We love him. Yes. And welcome, Ben. Hey, Ben. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. We like to start every one of our shows by asking our guests where they stand on the paranormal. So would you say you're a skeptic or are you like all in? Uh, I would say as I get older, I get more all in. Really? Never, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never been a full skeptic because mm-hmm. I was raised on like hardcore sci-fi fantasy house, lots yes. of books, lots of imagination. But the older I get, the more I start to see stuff where I'm just like, I have no idea how to explain this. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> see anyone else who does. So for right now, I'm keeping a very open mind about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I have a question. What's like one of the first or biggest uh, sci-fi tomes or worlds that you remember from growing um, up? Sci-fi would be Ringworld. What's that? Yeah. So Ringworld's a book by Larry Niven about, uh, it's a whole series, but basically they a bunch of explorers discover a ring planet. So the whole planet, like the entire Earth's orbit is just one solid ring. Whoa. And uh, they go there to explore it because they do all this math about like how crazy the surface area would be. And you could fit like every planet in our solar system on it a hundred times and how efficient the energy is. And they go to find out it's uh, it's abandoned. It's like an ancient abandoned engineered thing. And it's just a whole series of stories about that cool stuff. Okay, I was reading Goosebumps. I feel cheated now. (laughs) Yeah, 
yeah mine was goosebumps too and what was yeah. the the boxcar kids was that a thing yeah the boxcar children they were orphans and they lived in a train <laughs> <laughs> the babysitters club was a big one for me we did goosebumps but yeah. uh my dad had us reading the hobbit like in like second grade oh, i read the hobbit so... and then, and then i was like time for lord of the rings and i got like two chapters and i was like nope i'm not old enough <laughs> this is terrifying <laughs> this is dark my dad tried to get me to watch the hobbit and i was like hell no dad <laughs> oh yeah we used to watch that cartoon as kids mm. my kids love it and it's the animation's super creepy and cool yeah. and yeah yeah, there's nothing <laughs> creepier than 80s animation, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know we're going off on a crazy tangent, but I watched Pokemon again for the first time, and there's it's basically a cartoon, like a like a comic, like there's no moving. You know yeah, what I mean? This whole time, I never everything. realized like how little animation and the fact that Nurse Joy and everybody was the same, so they didn't have to make other characters. I was like, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Anyway, I'm sorry, that was a crazy tangent, but it really because. As a child, I thought it was perfectly adequate. And then <laughs> I watched it again recently and I was like, no, nah, it's, not. it's not. I have to jump in on this because the story behind Power Rangers is wild. That's a story for another day. But if you watch Power Rangers now and you hear the story of how they like saved it, like how they saved the budget and how they're able to make it for the U.S., you're like, wow, <laughs> like, this is <laughs> this is janky. Yeah. <laughs> It seems yeah. so cool when we were kids, so it's like flawless. You're like, look at the cutting edge graphics mm-hmm. and special yeah. effects. Those guys are really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I was like, damn. See a lot of that with my kids, like noticing just uh, a pup named Scooby-Doo came on and I was just oh. watching it and I was like, wow, this is like cheesy, like obvious, yeah. simple quick animation and my kids are just like this is the coolest like, yeah. I you thought that too kids yeah, have imagination no... that's why <laughs> like, right yeah they fill in the pieces now I'm an adult and I'm like no you paint those fucking pieces for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm over it <laughs> anyway nice. we should get into the story because yeah, I'm let's so I'm so excited Meg wouldn't give me much information ahead of time. Alyssa's the the alien fan here, so yeah. I kept her right. in the dark. So, and Meg's the ghost fan, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it comes to ghosts and aliens, uh, I am definitely less, far less skeptic about aliens. Like, that's never mm-hmm. been awesome. I've, yeah. Hell yeah. So, I was in college. I have this all written down somewhere because after it happened, I was like, nobody's going to believe me or it's a dream. I want to make sure I wake up tomorrow and have proof, at least my brain processed this. So I was in college and my parents live in rural New Hampshire on the top northwest side of a hill overlooking like a big valley. So you get beautiful views of the whole northwestern sky and there's almost no light pollution. So our TV was set up so that the my back was to the front of the house that overlooks like the nice view. And I was staring at our TV in the corner and then I'm laying on a couch next to a side window on the house that looks up over the driveway. And then like 15 yards from the house, there's the forest. So I could see the tops of the trees. And then from the angle I was at up into the sky. So my parents' house is also very open so sound travels and their rooms right above the tv room so if i'm in the living room and i wake my dad up who has to be up 
at like 5 a.m. He'd just come down and scream at me and I'd go to bed. So I thought I heard him wake up. So I shut the TV down and I'm just laying on the couch to see if he's up and moving or if I just heard something. Mm-hmm. And I'm staring out the window. It is a perfectly clear night. And I'm just laying on the couch, kind of chilling, looking up at the stars. And I see an airplane. It's just the white light and the red blinking light, except for the red light wasn't blinking. It was just like two solid lights, but it's way, way up in the sky. And uh, I know that that's an airplane because I could see the stars under it. So it wasn't like a helicopter mm-hmm. or a silhouette. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you could see everything. So except for the trees, that was the only silhouette. So I'm just staring at it, kind of listening, just zoning out. And all of a sudden it drops. Uh, the, the only way what? I can explain it is it goes from like airplane height where you see those chemtrails everybody's always going on about. <laughs> and it just drops to like 20 feet above the trees right across the driveway of my parents' house. What? And it was one of those things where your brain sort of glitches because the perspective you thought you had <laughs> shifted so quickly that your brain's like, wait, what just happened? The only other way I can describe it is on our honeymoon, my wife and I went up a volcano and when the clouds cleared, you could see down into it. And I thought like, oh, that's a couple hundred yards away. And then people started to hike. And I realized what I thought was a hundred yards away was like two miles. Oh. And my whole, my whole perspective was like, this is way bigger than I thought. <laughs> and like, it's just, you have that shift in your brain where it just went like, what? what? So this thing just goes from like streaking across the sky exactly like a plane to completely stationary right above the trees outside my parents' house. And the two lights I saw was a white one on the bottom that looked to be uh, probably the size of like a dome light that you'd see on a ceiling from where I was sitting. Mm -hmm. And then the little tiny faint red one on the top, just a solid red one. And so my brain is now trying to figure out why this thing just sits there. What I was seeing, like, was it the small light on top and then the big light turned on and it shifted, but there's clearly a silhouette blocking much more sky than I could see previously. And it's just these two lights. So I'm staring at it like, what the fuck? I can see the glow from the bottom reflecting off the tops of the trees below it. So I know how close it is. Wow. And then all of a sudden, uh, a series of lights lit up around the bottom of it. So like, you know, the light chase game in the arcade Uh where you try to like hit the button to get tickets. It was just an ascending series of lights that went clockwise, like three times. And then they turned off and they were like headlight sized looking at it. And then they turned off the big middle light pulsed once. And then it just disappeared. Like, oh my God. like Star Wars hitting warp drive, the big bright light went from a big bright dot to just a light streak pinpoint and was gone. What? Just, just as fast as it dropped, except mm-hmm. for instead of being like in my vision dropping towards me, it shot off out from where I could see. And when the like, I was like, what the fuck is that? And then the lights turned on and went in the circle. I went, holy fuck, what is that? And then it <laughs> shot off into the sky and my brain just froze. Broke. <laughs> I have 
never been more just gut clenchingly terrified in my life based solely on the fact that my mind was scrambling to explain what I had seen without saying it was a UFO. And the only thing it kept saying was that was just a UFO. <laughs> you just <laughs> saw a fucking UFO. Like I was like, no, it, it was like a helicopter or a plane or drones weren't a thing. Cause this is like 2003, 2004. <laughs> so those weren't on the list. I couldn't figure it out. Wow. Went to bed, Ooh. freaking the fuck out. Like I laid on my couch for probably 20 minutes, just staring at the sky, praying to God, whatever that was, didn't come back. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I walked down to my room and for like a good 30 minutes lay in my bed, expecting like bright lights to shine through my bedroom window downstairs oh. and just like, oh, here they come. I debated going into my brother's room and just sleeping on the floor. I was <laughs> so shook. And then I woke up the next day and at breakfast, like I was just waiting to tell someone. I went straight upstairs, didn't sleep that night. And I immediately went, I think I saw a UFO last night. And I thought my family was going to give me a bunch of shit. And my dad turned around and went, are you serious? Why didn't you wake me up? And got so, <laughs> like, so this is what freaked me that. out though. He got so serious where he was like, I saw one in college and I had a friend who saw a similar one what? and he started telling me all about it. And he was like, if you ever see something like that again, you've got to wake me up. And he was like fascinated by it. And it just made the fear like even greater because oh, no. nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody was telling me I was full of shit. They're like, yeah, I've seen shit oh, too. No. They're out there. And I was just, it blew my mind. Not it, what you wanted. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It gave me goosebumps for months. I had a hard time being at home alone. Oh yeah. Uh, like at, on break, if my parents were away or if my brother wasn't home and I was the only one in the house, I was just wigged out. And then I went to do research today to see if there was anything uh, in New Hampshire. And the first article that came up ex described exactly what I saw. What? Uh, no way. She was like, yeah, this like Volkswagen size thing with a red light on top and a big bulb on the bottom and oh, headlights on the side. You got to send us that article. I oh want to see God. it. But, yeah, yeah. And then there's a New Hampshire. New Hampshire is super famous uh, for the Barney Hill. The, yeah. Like, Betsy and Barney Hill thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a link in the article that takes you to the state website where everybody reports sightings, like police call in uh, just unidentified stuff in the sky. And it's all stories. And I'd <sighs> say like every fifth one was a description that matched what I saw. Does that feel better or worse at this point in your life? Uh, <laughs> like, does it feel affirming now or does it feel more confusing? It makes sense because there's nothing in New Hampshire. It's just, it's forced. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going to go to state, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to go hunting on Earth, New Hampshire is the perfect human game reserve. We're like, we're all spread out. There's nobody to really see anything. Like, you just set up a little cloud to hover behind in your spacecraft, suck one of us up, and it's probably a yokel that you spit back out. And nobody believes anyway. We're like, oh, yeah. Wow. Sure you did, Larry. Like, uh, That's what scared me the most is I was like, man, if they sucked me out of this window right now, and my parents woke up, it would still be like 30 minutes before anyone more than our one town cop got here. Yeah. <laughs> and your dad would still be mad. And yeah, yeah. And my dad would be here the whole time. Like I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> his, his commitment to how serious he was, was what spooked me the most where he was just like, no UFOs are out there. I saw one in college. And he told me the story. And I was just like, man, 
what? I was really banking on this being the one time you came through with like, you're full of shit. Go to work. <laughs> you know, like be a dad. Yeah. yeah. I have questions. Can we yeah, talk about I this one too. first? And then we'll go to the next story. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay with you, Meg? Absolutely. Go ahead. You have questions. The first one is, I think I missed it because I'm sure you mentioned this in the beginning. Can you repeat, how old were you again? Were you like... So I was, uh, I have the date. I have everything written in a journal somewhere I was looking for today. I was home freshman year from college. College, I winter, yeah, you're college. Age. Winter or summer break. I want to say it was winter. Wow. Um, that makes it so much scarier because like when you're a kid, like even sometimes like smaller things seem big. But like when you're like in, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like the perspective is different. Like if I had seen it in middle school, I would have chalked that up as my kid brain can't fathom what that was yet. Right. Yeah. My college brain was working extra hard to try to explain that to myself. (laughs) And it just kept coming up with like, we just really got to take more classes when we go back to school because like, I don't know a good school. I'm a smart person. We have more to learn. I was just sitting. I once the fear wore off the idea that like I have seen, and again, I don't say it was aliens. I say it is an unidentified flying yeah. object. I yeah. don't know what could move like that. I don't know why it was moving like that. I it was night. It was late. A lot of things stacked against me, but. It right. shook me for a while. Mm. It was creepy. So you said it was about the size of a like a small car? Yeah. So from where it was, I'd say it was probably the size of like a circular sized like truck was the impression I got from what I could tell. It yeah. was real fast. Um, and when the lights turned on, it lit up the tree. It was like right above the trees because I could mm. see. I keep thinking it's winter because I feel like I saw a reflection off snow and stuff more, but Mm. I just remember it was a super clear night and uh, I had a perfect shot of it right outside that window. It was like framed right in the middle of the upper half of the window. Now, when you saw it, did you like sink down into the couch to try to like be less visible or was like the curtains up? I, it's the panic move I had when I was a kid. When mm-hmm. I was like three and I thought a monster was in my room, mm-hmm. I froze completely solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if I had sent a signal from my brain to move a body part, I know it wouldn't have happened right away. Yeah. yeah. I just, it took me a minute to move after and like shake feeling back into my, cause I was just like, don't yeah. move, don't breathe. This is when you see a bright light come in the living room window <laughs> and something just sucks you right out. Yeah. And then you wake up in your boxers in your bedroom the next morning going, I feel funny. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you might not have been able to account for this because you had already turned the TV off. Did you experience any missing time or when you went upstairs, were you like, wow, it's a lot later than I thought it was? Seemed like uh, the entire time, like I saw what the time that happened and they were looking at something below where the ship was, which my parents have full-grown moose, coyotes, bear, mm-hmm. tons of stuff that just wander through their yard all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what caught its attention. I don't know if it could see the light on. No, because I'd already turned the TV off. I don't know. Yeah. There was, it seemed like it was a, a fluid, just like I saw it zip down, light up a little bit and zip off. And that was it. I just had the creepiest thought. Say I'm going to share it. 
Definitely. They like they're like cruising. For those of you who are listening, because this is a podcast, I'm making a little motion like as <laughs> she's driving a toy driving. boat. But like they're driving along, they see you, and then they like zip down, and then they just go. They point at their eyeballs. Uh, they point at your eyeballs, and they point back at their eyes. Yeah. The <laughs> zoom away. When I was like staring at it, the one feeling I couldn't shake is like they know I'm here right now. Uh, like mm-hmm. whatever they're doing down here if it's scanning something or like they're aware of every i just i felt like they knew right where i was and even if i wasn't the goal they were just like yeah we got a bogey over <laughs> over one of these little <laughs> wooden boxes they they hide in just hanging out staring at us like what the fuck they're like nah we already have way too many college age dudes they're surprisingly <laughs> yeah. easy to steal so it's like nah we're we're gonna just grab this moose and we'll go on yeah. like, whatever, but... you like they sat there like do i need it do i no yeah. i don't need it i don't need it <laughs> that's gonna be a fun story for him to tell tell other humans just saying that like it would be really easy to be, oh, this is dark. Abducted by aliens <laughs> out of college because I would just go to a party. I'm like walking home. I get yeah. sucked up. Oh, and then yeah. I'm like, wait, what happened? I might have been abducted in college. I would not remember. <laughs> so this is before. This is before I was a big smoker. So mm-hmm. I just drank no weed. Mm-hmm. So, and I wasn't drinking because I was home with my parents. And I just, yeah, I was like, nobody's gonna believe this. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe it right now. Like I did shit where like I slapped myself going down the stairs, like went in the bathroom and looked in the mirror to be like, like if this is a dream, now would be the perfect time to wake <laughs> up in bed. <laughs> now, now. You're like sword up here. And you're like, yeah. oh, it didn't work. This is an yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Oof. and then I just laid in bed and for, until I fell asleep like an hour later, I just kept thinking I was going to see like headlights through the window yeah. just flash in. And, so scary. Oh, it, it's just like close encounters of all that stuff. Every yeah. movie you've seen where someone gets, you know, the creepy kind of alien signs was uh, oh, the guy. Oh, yeah. So my parents have a uh, barn up the hill that you can see from the house. And all uh, I kept thinking is like, I'm going to look up and see a silhouette. That little the guy that barn. Oh, that's so scary. That movie, and, that was the... And, like, my parents' house is a quarter mile from the road. That's yeah. just their driveway. So it's in the middle of woods in a very rural town. Yeah. Dang. I would be like going through the Rolodex of my mind thinking like, okay, what would Scully do? And then I'd be like, okay, what would Mulder do? And then they'd be like, no, 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 back to Scully. Like, they I all was have going guns. Through, <laughs> I, I was going through the Rolodex of like, what did I see? Like, right. could have been in a satellite, but satellites don't. Yeah. stop and come down uh helicopters zoom over my parents house all the time because dartmouth hitchcock medical center and stuff yeah but mm-hmm. i was like helicopters are big and loud like yeah. i couldn't hear anything and again yeah it's just a single pane of glass and i'm not hearing like whoop, 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 outside or any loud noises are there any military bases or anything near that area we there's like the stuff on the coast but no air bases that i yeah. know about but okay. uh yeah i don't know was your story and your dad's story similar or was it like very different he saw a i believe his was uh he and a friend in college had one like a few weeks apart and they were Where talking about franklin pierce in new ringe new hampshire okay 
And his buddy said that he had stopped on the road and a bunch of people had stopped and were all there. And then my dad was driving with his girlfriend or his friend. And he said he saw like a long, he was like, he was like, it looked like a flying hot dog that was glowing a little bit. Wow. Sorry. Just I don't know. Like, that's so silly to me. Yeah. But it was like cigar shaped, like a cigar shaped wow. underlit. And it just kept pace with the car and then up and out. And then the other guy saw the floating orbs, like the four or five floating orbs. And he said wow. uh, a bunch of like 10 other people were stopped on the road, just pointing at it like, what the hell is <gasps> with that? With other Watching. witnesses. That's wild. Wow. Yeah. And it, it was a couple weeks apart in like different areas in Southern New Hampshire. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be crazy if they're like competing aliens and it's just like dicks versus discs, like <laughs> stupid joke. I'm sorry, but that's crazy. It was glowing. It's, he said, he said it, it, you could see like the entire, it was like a, right around sunset and you could see the entire shape of it. Almost like it was, it Not wasn't even in the dark. by that's... the sunset. It was like, yeah, it had its own kind of glow to it. I also thought Meg, what if it was like the food truck for aliens? <laughs> like their version of the oscar meyer wiener movie the taco right? truck. yeah <laughs> you had mentioned a little bit of this you said that like you had a hard time being there alone how long like if you were to go there now do you feel like you could stand outside for a duration of time or do you still like does it kind of re resonate still so we go up with my family all the time and mm -hmm. inevitably we'll forget something in the car and i'll mm. have to walk <laughs> out and we park like 30 yards from the house yeah my parents park uh. right in front of the house and then we have a little parking lot and it's an open field that their house is in on the side of this hill so mm -hmm. it's all sky above you and uh if it's late at night and i'm walking out to the car and it's just the house lights on you can see the whole milky way every star oh pretty and yeah part oh. of my brain is like man that's beautiful and then another part of it's like yeah but if you see anything drop down the tree line <laughs> get the fuck in yeah. the house yeah. like <laughs> Head on a swivel. We're out here to get the diaper bag and then we're heading back in. We wow. don't need to go missing now that we have kids. Like college yeah. is one thing. That's a fun story. We matter now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just the, uh, the amount wow. of stuff you can see in that sky is, I think it's because like where I live now, there's a few trees and there's just light pollution mutes a lot of it. Yeah. Up there, you look up and you're like, oh, that's right. I'm incredibly insignificant. Like, yeah. There is yeah. so much more. It's yeah. not just like eight stars. It's all of them. Yeah. Ugh. I love being out in the country like that, but I also, having grown up in the suburbs and then living in the cities, like, I feel unset. I feel a particular kind of unsettled being so, like, exposed in the country. Mm. It's, uh, I'm not a small dude. <laughs> And I know where all the things are kept in my parents' house for home defense. And mm -hmm. if I'm there alone, still I'm like, again, just part of my brain's like, we're going to throw a shotgun at him. Like, <laughs> just going to Jedi mind trick that shit right out of your hand. Whoop, yeah, if a bear desk, doesn't have a chance, like what chance do we have? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah it's just because you're so isolated out there. It's crazy. Nice. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, still don't know what I saw. I hope I see something like that again. It, like part of me wants to, but another part of me is like, twice. If it's somewhere else, I'm fine with it. If it's outside my parents' house, I'm going to be like, all right, these guys are like no. doing drive-bys every couple yeah. of yeah. Yeah. Every decade, they're like checking in on the, <laughs> checking for tags behind my ear and stuff. I mean, I know you have kids. Like, I hope that like, 
you know, you never want to like scare kids when they're old enough. But at the same time, I feel like you need to be like, if you see something, you say something oh. like, to me. Yeah, I know I'm like definitely three generations of people who've seen something. That would be minimum. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows if like your grandparents or anything saw stuff and they just never talked about it. That's so very possible. My grandfather grew up in Gettysburg, so he saw uh, a whole other slew of like crazy stuff just as a kid. Like real stuff where it's just like plow in the field, found more bones today. Human. Wait, what? Like, oh. Brutal. <laughs> that was oh, so those, those shallow graves. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. They sort of get in the way of trying to plow yeah, the fields. That's a, for sure. My dad had like a whole collection of like belt buckles and old musket balls they'd find just wow. following the plows in the field that would kick up old stuff from the war and everything. What do you do with that though? Because you want to be respectful, you know. But also you, it's, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. But this lawn is patchy. We got to fix yeah, this. Yeah, but, but it's your house. You live there now. So you want to, because I come from an old house as well. And my mom finds stuff in the yard, not bones, thankfully. Uh, or she hasn't told me because she knows I would freak the F out. Um, I should ask her. But I don't know like what she would do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like it's bad juju to just like throw them in a pile you know what I mean? Like, oh, there goes my bone pile. You figure, though, like, something has died everywhere on this planet. Yeah, that's true. Multiple, multiple times. Like, the amount of just, we're standing on top of just millions of years of dead stuff that's decomposed underneath yeah. us. True. I think what makes places like Gettysburg crazy is that it's, like, all at once and... Yeah sentient things doing it to each other for a reason is what warps our head about it where you're just like oh everybody was just murdered right here in devil's den and you see like a cub scout group walk by and you're like you're walking where some dude was sitting there looking at his buddy just like just try to find one of my legs man <laughs> like, yeah please. it's un it's unnatural that's yeah, the thing it's crazy yeah yeek mm-hmm well, that sounds like a great transition. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear some sketchy it. stuff from college. We just talked about Gettysburg, and I think I talked about your college. I did my story on your college, actually. Uh, lots of lore, lots of, like, college-specific lore, where, like, every college has X, Y, or Z stories about the blue boy okay, or the girl okay. from the tower. Yeah. Sure. But uh, Pennsylvania Hall, which was a building that was on the grounds during the war... There are always stories of people seeing weird stuff in there. I saw a silhouette disappear from a window once at night, oh, walking back from a party with some friends. Uh, when we first got there, that's the one where like people say the elevator goes to the bottom floor and opens. Yeah. And it's the triage that's the unit. story. That's the story I told. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there have been, uh, <laughs> there are like, there are always people on campus who are like, no, I've been in there late at night and you get weird vibes. You hear like, like, carts rolling and like people talking and you know you're the Ooh. only one in the building and stuff um uh. our so my experience our practice field for football was according to all the kids and coaches was the depot where they shipped out all the dead <laughs> oh, no. so it was the train depot where they would line up all the bodies oh, and then ship them back to their families and stuff or off to hospitals or anything like that so one of the coaches, this guy, Coach Ziders, sounded like he was from Arkansas, but he was from like Central PA. He's <laughs> of like, "Of course, <laughs> I'm same. telling you, freshmen, something right now. 
it'll be 120 degrees on that field out there. You'll be walking, sweating your ass off, and you'll walk through a spot that feels like someone dumped cold water right down your back. And that's a oh. goddamn ghost. And I was like, <laughs> Thanks, coach. And all these kids are like, yeah, dude, like we'll be out there. And that's where linemen practiced. So we'd go out there every day. And it was like mid-September. We had just finished a water break. Uh, this other freshman, my buddy Bill and I were walking back to the area where everybody was. And it, I just walked through a curtain of freezing cold. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, and you're it, like, wow, this was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We're like, again, Perfect. it's that mix where your brain is like, oh, that's completely unnatural. Whoops. Just keep like, and he, he was <laughs> like, we both did a little like, Whoo, and then kept going. But he said he just felt like, like a cold breeze go past him. I felt, it felt like if, uh, you know, CO2, dry ice smoke how mm -hmm. it comes out of buckets it felt like if that moved like cold water like as quickly as cold water oh, and oh, wow. felt like cold water but it wasn't you didn't feel like the physical part of the water it just felt like a cold mist went right over you and then you were out of it okay i've described this on the podcast before but one night i woke up in my room and there was like a like a figure and when i reached out it felt it was wet but it wasn't it was like misty i've literally described this before yeah you have so yeah. crazy like you you feel like you should be damp afterwards but it's just this like quick chill and then it's you're like right tingly back to, it's like a tingly uh, it was again i just stopped and my brain was just sitting there like that was that was when my brain just went like, no, that's a ghost. They told you that you were gonna feel ghosts like just that. Accept like, it. Yeah. That guy wasn't <laughs> fucking with you. He was warning you, and that's weird. Just go back to practice. <laughs> I wonder if he gets fucked with more because he has a, a southern accent on the battlefield. <laughs> like, hey, maybe put that away when you're out there. You, like <laughs> this dude would just like he'd talk out of the side of his mouth like a yeah. Flintstones character from like the 60s. <laughs> and he got real serious with us and he's like, that's a damn ghost, man. And then all the senior kids are like, he's not lying. Like, we all know someone or have walked through a cold spot. It's weird. It's, oh, you're man. so hot and then you're so cold and then you're right back to being hot and you don't know why and it just messes Ooh. with your brain. Your pants are damp and you're like, what happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just myself. If I was like on your football team, I would completely try, especially now with social media, I would be like, how do we intimidate the other team? <laughs> yeah, that'd be so Everyone fun. Everyone died here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're next. Yeah. I would just be blowing air, like I'll be like, uh, like blowing air on the back of the like, On their necks. Uh, yeah. We could, you could see the train tracks from the field. And he was like, these two fields kids were just bodies after oh, the morning. And you're just like, so sad. okay. Yeah. And then you go to a, uh, they always show like all the gift stores and everything in Gettysburg have a, like then and now. And it's like pictures of bodies on a battlefield. And then like the general <laughs> store, like that's where the Dairy Queen is now. And uh, we're having a picnic. Yeah. And there are pictures of like places you'd run, but, like we're going to go jogging like off campus and you'd be running around the battlefields. And then the other day you'd be like, oh yeah, that's the barn with like 10, 26 dead bodies just laying in that field. Okay, oh my God. Gettysburg is like so, it's hard to describe, right? Because that's like, there's so much of it. So I grew up in, uh, I grew up part of my childhood in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, and we're really close to the Brandywine battlefield. So not as intensive, but like there's like stuff everywhere, but it's just like, you can't move 
from one block to the next in Gettysburg without like a thousand things like having been um the weird part is like no sorry not to interrupt no 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 uh, you're not the weird part is like when you're at a bar or a restaurant they're like those holes in the side are civil war musket ball holes that we just left for the look and it was like there was a sniper in this tree and they couldn't hit him so the whole side of this house just has like 15 bullet holes in it you're like what like why is that still there (laughs) i'm sure there's a a ton of reasons why not but it blows my mind that people lived through that and everyone didn't just come to agreement like oh none of us live here anymore let's move let's all leave this place and just make it a, a graveyard so old guys when my grandfather was growing up were kids during the civil war right oh wow yeah or were born like just after or like their grandfather or dad fought or their family lived there so like growing up my dad has all these crazy like they the him and his friends used to follow fields after they plowed him to see if they could find belt buckles and like Whoa. any metal that was still kicking around in the soil yeah. which we know is a crime now <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if We've you've heard told. that part but like we did a gettysburg episode and ghost hunting is technically relic hunting like it's categorized under that so you can be arrested for ghost hunting in the region of gettysburg so my grandfather's family had to have a name pulled from a Gettysburg ghost store because they used to keep using a family member's name like haunted a building Whoa. because they they owned a a bunch of buildings some of the college of bought and stuff but they owned like a general store and an ice house and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, they're like uh so and so you know used to wander around here at night and people were seeing their body my grandfather was like you did in hospice like Four oh. years. <laughs> There's no way. That's my mom. <laughs> Come oh, on, man. My God. Like that's my grandmother. That is so but, lazy. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, is sort just, of. Uh, they just try to pull names of people that live there, and they don't. Some of the places, especially in Gettysburg, when it was like the nickel ghost tours, you could get on the corner and stuff. But yeah, honestly, I can see why a lot of people. Honestly, a lot of people don't want that. But I'm telling you both right now, if I die young. My last wish is that you guys get me into a ghost tour. I don't care. It can be a bad one. It can be like some small town. So I'm saying you can hear old episodes of her podcast if you sit in this room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's real chills, by the way. Keep listening. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't know. I think that'd be cool. I just had the greatest idea based off of what you said, Ben, which is we make up a ghost tour called Two Truths and a Lie. So like, See you if just you can never know what's true and what's Which not. Which part's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy to think that like some ghost tours don't. I, I, I hear it's especially bad in Gettysburg, but like the thought that they wouldn't do like enough research to know what is legit there's, is not. But there's so much like between the people there for what happened during the war and might still be around now and the people there pretending it's still the war and are acting now and like freshman year you're turning heads at every dude walking in full cosplay down the street Mm -hmm, and lady mm -hmm. and you know meet uh, era garb and then by sophomore year there's a guy camping on the eight foot square thing of grass like next to the bank and the sidewalk for like full cook stove pup tent you know union regalia and a musket and you're just like hey man that's <laughs> insane up? and it's yeah like they're 
there's just so much crazy stuff that the new uh visitor center is awesome oh nice it's super cool they have like a huge mural cyclorama and they do a whole thing and they have like all the military gear and everything but yeah just driving around the battlefields at night walking around at night was because you're like hammered and you're out there running around and like mist (laughs) yeah bumping into you know monuments and stuff and then the next day right. you wake up and you're like oh yeah that monument's there because like 48 people were killed in like <laughs> yeah. seven seconds Jeez. Hmm. yeah yeah it's hard though because like when you're at college like colleges often are historical like but your gettysburg is particularly special and fraught <laughs> the yeah we we were the first year my freshman year was the first year that they decided to bring back the tradition of the freshman walk up to where uh, Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address, which was in the middle of the cemetery. <laughs> so we all walk through Penn Hall going up. And then for graduation, we walk back through coming out. But we hiked all the way up through town, up to the cemetery and listen to someone give the original address and stuff. And like they do a spiel about like, you know, some of these people are laying around you now. And you're, it's just like, yeah, where That's am really- I? <laughs> I think that's kind of really awesome, though, because like it's a way to appreciate history like in the moment. I think that's I don't know. I think that's really cool. But then you have those moments when you're running high in like under yeah. an Under Armour shirt yeah. and shorts up a hill where you're like, wow, a hundred you know, 50 years ago, dudes were like screaming and clawing for their life to kill other Americans at the yeah. top of this very hill that like you're being passed by Ford Fiestas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird that it doesn't seem like that long ago and you can still see the the stuff left over from it. Yeah, um, I don't know. So it's crazy. crazy. I think it's the closest thing we'll get to like, for a while, at least the feeling of like, when you go to Europe, like England or something like that. Yeah. Um, history. Yeah, but it's just like, where you're like, wow, this is so old and so much has happened here, but now it's just like a bar. It's a pub, right? So yeah. I think that's right. like, weirdly like this parallel for like, the u.s like those types of places have so much history but now they still have to exist in our contemporary time and mm-hmm. u.s history is so truncated like you said like yeah. britain is like thousands of years ago vikings were killing monks in this very spot where it's now a starbucks yeah. <laughs> like, oh. like they were they were hanging pagans in the square right outside that mcdonald's and you're like, mm-hmm. huh. but here it's just like yeah, like your great grandfather probably, you know, shot a couple dudes that were wearing gray uniforms or blue <laughs> uniforms. Or, yeah, <laughs> it's so much closer. It's I don't know. It, there's going to college there definitely up to my uh, lack of skepticism. Like yeah. my skepticism meter went way down on the ghost side of stuff. Was like, yeah, <laughs> maybe sites of atrocity like this do have a little weird voodoo going on around there and stuff. Yeah, I also wonder if like this is a complete guess but i wonder if maybe ghosts stay because it's one place where things don't change like i feel like a lot of the times when you hear about like ghosts sticking around they don't know they're dead or like they're not sure they're like kind of confused so like if everyone's still fucking dressing like war people and like everything is basically in the same spot i can imagine that it's probably pretty hard my senior year they cut back all the battlefields to the original like because it reforested it doesn't change so every everyone who says stuff always says they see like groups of like sections of battles happening where it's like you know 10 guys run across a road 
and then disappear into the mist screaming or you hear like cannon fire thuds in the distance and stuff. That's so crazy. You think about the fact that like those 10 guys could have died all within seconds of each other, just mowed down. Mm -hmm. And now they're just in loop in this one area or like right like you said it still looks the same so they're just so they're running like, up the same the hill every day yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, feel like we've done this like a couple billion times yeah yeah <laughs> fucking halloween every year man i'm <laughs> telling you guys let's hill. just run this way like <laughs> once yeah, yeah. i'm gonna lay know. here and hope i don't get shot with the rest of you <laughs> i had real not to be like let's name like i had chills like i had actual chills say it say the name <laughs> i had real chills like <laughs> when you were talking about like i'm just kind of like oh like that feeling like of yeah, being like so having creepy. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you guys something whatever happened to predictability there must be some magic clues inside these gentle walls. Sometimes you get a feeling like you need some kind of change. I don't get any of those references. But each week on Talking Sit, Silas P. and a guest do a deep dive and raise up the sitcoms that raised us. Did Mr. Belvedere really sit on his balls? Why do people call him Uncle Joey when he wasn't related to the Tanners? And does anyone else remember Head of the Class? Find out each week on Talking Sit with Silas P. That was so good. Thank you so much for those stories. They're so yeah. awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this was super fun. Thank I love yeah. talking about creepy stuff. Yeah, uh, well, that's good because my story... Okay, um, I'm going to do my story really quick. I'm going to cut one of the pieces out. So there's just two. And um, okay. they're quick. They're short. But the second one's very depressing. So, but the first one's fun. I'm gonna share my screen, and you're gonna watch me read some words, but also get to see some fun pictures. I know you're an artist, so I was like, just usually when I try to find a story, I just kind of brainstorm. And basically, what I got to at this one was like artist premonitions, like where they paint or draw something, and then it comes true. I was like, that's dope. Sometimes, other times. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad um let's see because we also we have talked about curse paintings before so if you're into that listen to the pat dahoney episode okay um so the first one's super silly according to daily mail a woman in chicago named chloe mayo painted a photo of her and a mystery man this was a time where she was completely single after painting it she sort of forgot about it and went on living her life Later, she joined a dating website and started talking to a man named Michael Goman, who looks exactly like the man in the photo. So as you guys can see, it's uh, this lady and this man, she's in a red dress and the guy has like a beard and dark hair. And then that's the guy. That's her and the guy. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks exactly like- Bearded Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. <laughs> and she said like, she has a type, but that like it is really close. I was gonna say, I think she has a type, honestly. Sure. And I wrote maybe brown hair and beards. Yeah, brown hair and beards. Yeah. His face is round though. Like, do you know what I mean? And the like the eyes. The eyes are like very similar as well. Yeah, like, they're closed. They're shut. 
<laughs> so maybe that's all it takes single listeners sign up for painting with a twist and try to paint your dream date into it <laughs> take some hallucinogenics before yeah. you, see if you can yeah. have an oracle moment i just thought it was so funny because you're right like i don't know if like she just you know that what is that the secret it was just like one giant vision board <laughs> and she willed yeah. him into her life or she also has if... a pet owl now apparently <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean to be fair, my college roommate wrote a story about our 10-year reunion in creative writing where I show up with a petite brunette because that's who I had a crush on in college and my wife's petite brunette. So I mean, it's See, it's real. Probably not that. To be yeah. fair, though, you're a very tall gentleman, so I feel like most people would be petite by scale. Yeah, that's, that's true. also makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was so funny. This one is so crazy and I'm happy for her. She should keep painting all of her successes into reality. It's a so, pile of money. Like, what are you doing, yeah, girl? Yeah, screwed a man. Paint like a fortune or like a winning lottery ticket or something. I don't know. I want to see yeah. all of these. You should just do the three. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, I want to know. Dan can wait. Okay, I'll go really fast. Um, I won't even read this one, but um, so the next one was really surprising. Also on Daily Mail, because I guess they're the expert on all premonition paintings. <laughs> And things that are probably not true. <laughs> so the next one was by the parents of Riva Steenkamp, whose life was cut short by Oscar Pistorius. I'm not really going to mention his accomplishments because what he does in the Olympics doesn't matter anymore. He's a murderer. So in the documentary leading up to her murder, blah, 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 they've been fighting. But what makes it crazy is that in high school, she painted a photo of a gunman in the background with a woman next to a stairway to heaven. What? Look, there's the guy, and that's the angel and stairway to heaven. So she painted this in that's high creepy. school. Wow. And then she also, was shot no killed. offense, but that sun looks like a metal, right? Like, am I just yeah. projecting? Oh, mm -hmm. oh no, I hate it. <laughs> I'm just projecting, mm -hmm. but still, like, I also secretly love it. So, for people that can't see it, because this is obviously super visual, it really does look like there's a man standing holding like a gun and a woman like going up to the stairway. Why are they two different pictures? It was like big. So I just oh, kind okay. of like, it's the same painting, but it was like hard to, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. to fit. We'll put it in the show notes too. So people can take a look. Yeah. But the last one is the craziest. Okay. So this is a super depressing story. And I try to stay away from recent true crime because I know like the victim's families, like it can be kind of triggering to hear stories randomly on podcasts. So this is about um, Dr. Charles Scudder and, um, Joe Odom. So trigger warning, it's upsetting. The last story might be the most absolutely trilling. This comes from an investigation discovery article. Um, one night, Joe Odom woke from a nightmare. He had seen his boyfriend, Dr. Charles Scudder, a thin, dark-haired man gagged with five bullet holes in his head. The couple both found the dream to be so unsettling that Scudder painted a picture of it just to get it out there in the open. They had moved away from city life to pursue a simpler, let yet more hedonistic life in the country. They are described as Satanists, but were more like atheists. They just believed in individualism and taking accountability for your own self. Um, they didn't answer to anyone and enjoyed the life they were creating. They had wild parties that sometimes in involved drugs. At one of these parties, they upset the wrong dudes. Two men opposed to their quote, lifestyle, decided they were going to rob this couple. 
Once they began, it became clear that one of them had intended on killing the two men all along. The story of their deaths is incredibly sad. And if you want to hear all the details, there are many podcasts that get into it. However, what makes this story so insane and paranormal is Dr. Scudder looked almost exactly like the painting at the time of his death, gagged with five bullet holes in his head. And that's the painting. Oh, man. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Are you guys sad? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's more just like, <laughs> no, that's just, that's that creepy level of like, that's like American horror story level. They had, and this sc- scary sadness. It's not even scroll off of it. You don't want to see it anymore. Okay. No. <laughs> just because it's so horribly, like, there's many levels that make it sad and upsetting. But from a paranormal or like psychic projection standpoint, um, all in like that's just super fascinating and interesting. I was very yeah. torn because this is a very complex story and I I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it justice I also want to stay away from true crime but the fact that these people were just living like they're happy like they were living their best lives they were never in danger before there was nothing leading up to this so he just had this nightmare and then painted it and then yeah. a little while later it actually happened. So, I have a question for you guys real quick. Do you guys get deja vu often? Ugh, I wish I did. No, it? I don't. I wish. Uh, see, I get it all the time. Really? Okay, well, we will tell our audience now because say like you're coming twice a year. <laughs> you're coming back on the podcast because you have so many stories. Like, so put it on your log list of other things you need to tell us. Like, we're going to talk about your deja vu. I'm starting to suspect there's something with your family. Maybe not everybody in your family, but. So. I will say the other thing is my family will generally, and we're not lucky because that would be only good things, but we defy odds on Whoa. a regular basis. Like win lotto, hit by lightning, what? all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. There is something up with your family. And I'm so excited to talk more. I'm so convinced. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of, I, I go all in on this super creepy supernatural stuff yeah but uh yeah this one blew my mind. we yeah. oh, what were you we we have drawn a lot of weird connections with my mom's side of the family and just if someone's like there's a one in a million chance that'll happen and there's a good chance someone her or one of her brothers will have it happen wow whoa yeah. good or bad. i used to be able to call so i'll leave you with this I've called winning three raffles where I just went like, oh shit, I'm going to win this. And the people with me are like, okay. And then I won (laughs) uh, the raffle and I've been with the same person twice. Cause someone was like, you probably just say that at every raffle. And he was like, no, (laughs) we were at a raffle for like a fundraiser for football. And he didn't say a thing. It's just, I used to get gut feelings with that all the time. So I get gut feelings, but not deja vu that I'm like, trying to see if I can like tap into that because my intuition I feel like can be really strong and the times that I ignore my intuition I usually fuck myself over that's mm-hmm. what I found mm-hmm. but I think that's also just For, like yourself protecting you you know very possible I've kept a so a lot of my deja vu will be linked to dreams I've had that are similar Whoa. to what's happening so I started keeping a dream journal for when I remember dreams, just in case. Nice. Wow. Uh, there's a link over. Cause when I have that feeling, I'll go back and check and see if anything. Well, we're gonna talk up. soon. Like <laughs> we're gonna have you back yeah. on really soon. Cause I definitely mm-hmm. want to talk Dope. some more. 
Yeah, this was fun. I love talking about this stuff. (laughs) We do too. I'm all on board with what Ben was just saying. I'm just still thinking, I feel like I just want to add this point in. It's really hard to like, man, like they weren't, I know you had said Meg, like they weren't endangered. They're living their best life, but it is really hard to be like queer in the world. Yeah. So that's one of the things too, where it's just like, just acknowledging that like, that it's especially moving to a rural setting yeah yeah that's not going to help it if you were also self-labeled as like well we're not satanists they were tucked away like the when you hear the details of the story there's like absolutely no excuse for for what happened like they were sure tucked away that well i I mean that's you were not saying that but (laughs) i don't know i it's a terrible terrible story yeah but it's just really fascinating like I guess the connection, like what you're saying, Ben, with like dreams or nightmares and like reality, yeah. like premonitions, that, sometimes that stuff comes true. That all that unexplained stuff, though, like the kid who at like six years old had the full memories of a World War One yes. or two veteran yeah. and like knew all his buddies by name and recognized him. And like there was stuff there where it just even skeptics are just like, yeah, we just really don't know how he was doing that. And I'm like, OK. that's that's weird i mean i'm convinced that most kids are paranormal (laughs) or like can tap into that honestly for at least i would say way more in tune to it but the skeptic in me is always like maybe that's just because their imaginations like we said like we see shitty scooby-doo cartoons that we grew up with and they're seeing like the greatest cartoon ever because their brain just fills in all the crappy little gaps with like all the work and the imagination and stuff. Yeah, maybe both, who knows? Yeah, it could be that we just excuse it like that and they're really just staring at ghosts all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, I am really glad you brought these stories, Meg, because I didn't, I hadn't heard of any of these. These were really cool in terms of like psychic premonitions. Yeah. I love them. There's good and bad, obviously. Sure. (laughs) Maybe I should have ended with the the good one. I don't, I didn't know how to do it. No, the the good one's cute and like fun, but I can explain the good one away a lot easier. Like it's way easier to be like, oh, she didn't paint the exact kind of guy she looks for of like, I like a taller guy with a beard and dark hair and a round face and broader shoulders. But with the other guy like gagged five bullets in the head, like the specifics of that and then painting it in a much different and more realistic way. style yeah. and then having that similar thing happen yeah. like the the only explanation my brain comes up with is like that's how they wanted to go Mm-mm, and they, they were scared they did didn't something. like it yeah but right that's exactly like, mm-hmm. strongest tie uh, to like the unexplained right also like oh man i've got another <laughs> true crime thing yeah. from my hometown i just remembered yeah wow yeah so normally at this time we would play a game but we're having you back on very soon for a part two because you are a wealth of really fun interesting stories Mm -hmm. so we're gonna forego the game this time but we do want to give a chance for you to to give us plugs or any kinds of um where people can follow you or anything you want to shout out cool um yeah toxic uh draws it on Instagram and Facebook. I do children's books and commission artwork, and I'm hoping to gear up and get, uh, I play D&D with Dan, uh, yeah. if the listeners know who Dan is. Oh yeah, Dan <laughs> and our I've editor. Been, uh, yeah. I've been illustrating our 
Dungeons and Dragons game in graphic it looks novel so format. cool nice slowly yeah. so I'm hoping to kind of get some time to jump on that this summer so just yeah check out the kids books and toxic and all that stuff that's, that's awesome, awesome. I started playing D&D over the pandemic quarantine and I play with some coworkers. I freaking love it. Tell me what your yeah. character is in the game, in the campaign you're in. So I'm the DM in this oh, game. Nice. So I get to pull all the strings and Dan, but this is a self-created world for a uh, book that my brother and I've been working on. So oh, I'm nice. actually using it to flesh out the story world, which has been super helpful. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, it's uh, That's so smart. I would strongly recommend it to anyone who's writing is get some friends together to play the characters and just or different characters, but in that setting and mess around a little. It's super fun and very helpful in uh, ironing out a lot of details and stuff in the world you want to create. Nice. I love world building. That sounds awesome. Uh, Meg, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm super busy. All the same handle at Meg Gets Money, gets spelt G-O-E-T-Z. And check out Real Chills' TikTok because we're working hard over there. We've been doing some fun stuff on there. It's Heck very yeah. silly. <laughs> you kids and your TikToks. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at Alyssa Truss. And if you want to see my world of lizards and houseplants and fish tanks, you can follow me at Variegated Reticulated. Yay. Ben, we will have you back on soon. Until cool. then, thank you so much for being here. I'm yeah. going to be thinking about that thank UFO you. story. for. Thank you, guys. This was yeah, awesome. So I have good. not told those stories in a while. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was very fun to tell them yeah, again. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Jaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records.